0: Come on, girl, don't give up on me now, Lauren Carter pleaded, both hands on the wheel as she maneuvered her beloved Honda Prelude toward the curb. With one last pathetic sputter, the engine died and the car rolled to a stop three driveways short of her own. Lauren sagged against the faded gray upholstery, the weight of her predicament tying her stomach in knots. With an ominous hiss, a plume of steam billowed from under the hood great now she'd have to look for a job close to the light rail station or else act like a real Oregonian and start riding her bike she grimaced dismissing the notion as quickly as it came blowing an errant curl from her forehead Lauren eased the car door open and slipped out of the driver's seat heat radiated off the pavement as she circled around the front of the car and opened the passenger door Today marked Portland's 12th straight day of record high temperatures. No one could remember late June being this hot. She may very well sleep downstairs tonight. Her bedroom A.C. unit flaked out yesterday. Lauren scooped her smartphone off of the passenger seat. A text from Mom illuminated the screen. Found Granny wandering around town this morning. Can't leave her alone for one minute. Sending your brother to meet your flight. See you soon. XOXO. She swallowed hard against the lump rising in her throat. Granny's dementia seemed to worsen each day. Mom texted twice this week already. First she found Granny fiddling with a broken cell phone, insisting it was a remote control. Then there was the tea party she hosted in the middle of the toy aisle at the general store. It'd almost be funny if it weren't dear granny. Lauren gritted her teeth. Maybe this wasn't the best time to bring Holden home to meet her family. Visions of her fiancé, with his monogrammed cufflinks and Italian leather loafers, pursuing her disoriented grandmother along a muddy gravel road, sent a shiver down her spine. She'd avoided this trip for far too long, using every excuse she could think of. Staying far away meant she could forget the mistakes of her past. Almost. But the request for help came more frequently in recent weeks, and Holden's refusal to set a wedding date without meeting her parents, well, who could argue with that? Add exquisite manners to this list of things she loved about him. With a heavy sigh, she shouldered the straps of her worn faux leather purse and glanced at her phone again. Only an hour to finish packing the half-empty suitcases she'd left sprawled open on her bedroom floor. Get with it, girl. Lifting a plastic shoebox off the floorboards, a hollow ache filled her chest. Dr. Putnam gave them plenty of notice before he closed his practice, but it didn't seem real until they cleaned out the office and locked the door today. Seven years as his medical assistant, and all she had to show for it was a few pictures and a stethoscope. A flyer promoting Portland State's College of the Arts was tucked in the side of the box. She smiled at Dr. Putnam's subtle hint. He never stopped encouraging her to pursue her passion. Unlike Holden, who patted her hand and told her she didn't need to worry about her education, or lack thereof, any more, he would take care of everything. Everything. Laura nudged the door shut with her hip. Becoming Mrs. Holden Kelly offered opportunities she'd only dreamed of, like getting out of the aging townhouse she shared with Monique. She frowned at her roommate's electric blue jetta hogging the narrow driveway. What happened to the Friday night chick flicks? And the occasional splurge on a pedicure? Now they were barely speaking after Monique neglected to pay the water bill. Again. A rivulet of sweat trickled down her spine as she fumbled for her house key. I'm sorry, she lamented to her once-pink begonias. Despite her best efforts at gardening, they sat shriveled in their clay pots on the top step. Should have gone with the pansies.